0: So tonight, I'm going to talk again about the perfections, the uh, potomies, And tonight specifically about loving kindness practice or the heart practices, which is uh, ninth on the list. So ninth on the list means that in level of difficulty, generosity... And ethical integrity, still difficult, but less difficult than this kind of permeating the heart of loving kindness in all directions for all beings, including ourselves. So that's nine. Just under equanimity, which is a complete acceptance of the way things are. <laughs> so, you know, helpful, but let's be fair. It's not easy. So, loving kindness uh, has the characteristic of promoting the welfare of living beings. This is its kind of. This is the essence. Promoting the welfare of living beings, its function is to provide the removal of resentment to um, by practicing love and kindness, we are in some ways softening the heart around the rigidity of separation that we pretend is real. The rigidity of separation that we pretend is real. But it's not real at all. It's a delusion. Its manifestation is uh, kindliness, seeing the agreeable side of beings, is its proximate cause. So, the way I translate this is um, friendliness. <clears throat> kind of like, you know, seeing my brother as a friend or sister, a sister brother, My brother sister. I was just in the South. Yeah. And it was great. I had a good time. So in, um, I was in Nashville. I was in, so I was in Tennessee and I was in Georgia. And I, was, and I drove from Tennessee to Georgia, which was also cool. I taught a meditation group in Nashville against the stream center there. A friend of mine, Dave Smith, we're going to start our own thing, Smith and Murphy. We'll see how that goes. It was really um, interesting, you know, being in the South and that kind of Southern friendliness, that genuine kind of friendliness that people have. And it made me think about uh, uh, metta, love and kindness. And then also uh, compassion, too, for the amount of uh, guilt and uh, heaviness in the heart of so many of the people there. And, um, you know, the... uh, just and like be like we even like went to this place it was a plantation where there was like still like slave houses and and it was heavy the energy was heavy there I wanted to go my buddy was like do you really want to go there I was like yeah I really do I really wanted to go there was some beautiful parts to it um, you know the architecture and whatnot but the energy was really heavy and it was a really great opportunity to practice uh, Karuna or compassion practice for the suffering of lots of people but specifically the people that were at that in that place and so this this heart practice this metta practice metta the word metta means loving kindness or friendliness and it is the antidote to a resentful angry aversive heart-mind so if you generally are like I don't like that I don't like that I don't like that might be helpful for you. I don't like that person. I don't like that thing. I don't like that show. I don't like that book. I don't like that. If that's you, if that tends to be your like a kind of uh, internal way, that's a practice is very, very helpful. Of course, you're probably going to be like, I don't like that. Because <laughs> that was me, for sure. So as one of the perfections, right? And I've been playing with this word perfection because um, it's not really that we're trying to perfect as much as master these qualities that are already within us. We all have the quality of love and kindness. We all know how to be kind. We just oftentimes, habitually, choose not to. We have to intentionally develop the capacity to have that be the neural pathway of the heart. And it takes practice, especially if you're aversive. So I was visiting my friend, um, Steve, and he's, uh, he's part of our crew. He's in Atlanta, Georgia. He's a dropout, so he's not really part of the crew anymore.
1: Okay.
0: But we still love him. He's one of my best friends. I traveled um, to Southeast Asia with him and did some monastery practice and whatnot. And um, so he has two little girls. One is 22 months, and one is like eight months. And the 22 month came into the world just a little bit aversive, you know? Just like a little kind of skeptic and like looking and whining and doing just. Just that way, right? That's just her way. Super cute. I loved her immediately. (laughs) And then the eight-month-old is this happy, joyous, like, being of just laughs, smiles, and, you know, like, wonder. And they're they're like same parents and just came into the world. With a different kind of way, it's so interesting to see. There's lots of both um, uh, psychological and psychotherapeutic kind of views of that, but it's most of it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it is because nobody really knows. The Buddhist perspective is that uh, the way that beings come into the world um, is through their karmic momentum. Or through karmic momentum from you know a past life. And it's just so interesting yeah, to see that. To see one that's so aversive and then the other that's just kind of so just happy and joyous. And then my friend... Um, Dave has a dog, a pit bull, two of them actually. This is back in Nashville. I have some dog trauma. I've been bit by several dogs in my life, starting when I was like 10. Um, and never been bit by a pit bull. And so Karuna, Dave's dog, was a rescue pit bull. And was about, uh, is about, somewhere between, like, close to a year. And um, sweetest dog, but has some trauma around big, tattooed guys. (laughs) Probably because it was beat, you know, before it was rescued. So it didn't necessarily like me. was where, she was a little aversive. To me and I was a little aversive to her, so we met in this place of kind of traumatic experience, and it was interesting, you know, because Dave's this really big guy, too. He went and grabbed her and like brought her, and I was like, Whoa. You know, like uh, But throughout the you know, several days, um, we had this practice, you know, and my practice. Uh, to her and to myself, was may you be at ease, may you be peaceful. Don't bite me, please. May you be at ease, may you be peaceful, may you be at ease, may you be peaceful. And then to myself as well. And there was one night where uh, uh, Dave and I were um, were saying that we're, do- we're doing this practice together to Karuna. So I'm saying that because it's a practice in everything we do when we're aversive, when we want to shut down. you know. And it takes courage. Pipples are scary. Not always, but they can be. Especially if you've been bit by several dogs in your life. Man. And it's just a small example of how we can meet aversion or... Um, Difficulty with kindness and compassion. So, a lot of my time there was actually practicing that. So, this friendliness, uh, basic friendliness. Like I had said earlier, is what the Buddha gave as an antidote. It's actually to fear, too. Fear, anger, resentment, hatred. This kind of idea of separation. It's a practice, it's the basis for all of the heart practices. Metta, loving-kindness. Then Karuna, compassion, Dave's dog. Beautiful name for a pit bull, right? And then um, Mudita. Mudita is uh, selfless joy, sometimes called sympathetic joy. One of my favorites, actually. One that's not... not, um, and well, that's not talked about a whole lot this selfless joy this uh, joy or uh, abundance of heart toward the success of others and then equanimity these are considered the heart practices the brahmaviharas loving kindness as part of the paramis part of the perfections Is the first to be master. Because if we can't have a basic friendliness for ourselves and our own suffering and seeing the connection between us and others, the other ones aren't necessarily going to come to fruition. So this is, you know, the kind of. uh, the foundation in the heart practices. Super helpful. I've um, used metta practice in a number of ways. One, well, I used to hate it, first of all. I used to never do it. Ever. I was like, whatever. That's some hippie. Like, add on later. You know, two thousand years later, just about sixty years ago, I'm sure Ram Dass came up with
2: <laughs>
0: hippie practice. That and I was not into it. And then Noah, one of my teachers, you know, said, uh, "You know, it's right there in the suttas, The Buddha did, in fact, teach it, and it might, in fact, be helpful. So why don't you do it?" In his lovely way of sticking it to me, and um, but I wasn't really in—you know, this was ten years ago—I wasn't really in enough pain yet around my kind of aversion, my hatred. Uh, uh, my I wasn't really in enough pain. It wasn't that present for me. It was kind of subdued. Then I had a really bad breakup. It tore me apart. Mostly guilt of my own uh, inability to show up in the way that I needed to. The way that I knew I could have, but I wasn't able to. So, that coupled with the fact that she actually moved a block and a half away and then started dating somebody else not that long ago. But then there was some rage, too, yeah. And I got a little bit crazy with it. <laughs> and this practice of, of, of loving kind, of kindness, of compassion, um, started to just come up in me. It was all I could do. Because if I didn't, I would just sit in meditation and just play the scenarios, all 557 of them, you know? And instead of playing the scenarios, I would just say, and that, or feel the, the 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 guilt and the hurt and the remorse. I would just say, you know, may I be happy? May I be peaceful? May I be free from suffering? May you be happy? May you be peaceful? May you be free from suffering? May I be happy? May I be peaceful? May I be free from suffering? Is all I could do. And after a time. Well, actually, it started pretty quickly because I was ready at that point. It's like quitting smoking, you know? Like, when you're ready, you just do it. And so that's what happened. I had learned the practices, learned the phrases, but didn't really take it on as a practice. So practicing this kind of, uh, whatever, last-ditch effort before I, you know, went and slashed the new boyfriend's tires, and <laughs> had some scenarios going on. <laughs> they had a Corvette. <laughs> you know? Who drives a Corvette? <laughs> that was one of the scenarios. So anyway, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may you be free from suffering. You know? And I started to feel some of the like tension, this like tightness, this constriction around my heart, mm-hmm. loosen, soften, and it was almost like slipping into a, like a warm bath, you know, or a hot tub, and just feeling the tension re- release as I did this practice. So I didn't become a junkie. I'm not a meta-junkie. I know some meta-junkies. I think they're a little Im- imbalanced. You know? But I have and do uh, really think it's a helpful practice. And so it's not just situational like that, right? But actually, uh, that's, that's a good way to, like when you're, oh, I'm in enough suffering, maybe I'll stoop so low
1: <laughs>
0: as to try some loving kindness practice. <laughs> right? That's one way to look at it. So it took for me. And then um, expanding it out, for, you know, I mean, because what I one of the other places that I really like to do uh, loving kindness practice is driving, cutting you off, people. I cut people off, and they're flipping me off and honking. Maybe happy, <laughs> maybe, maybe free from suffering. Same thing, right? Driving in San Francisco. You know, driving in Nashville, Tennessee, people just all of a sudden decide to merge. Very interesting.
2: You ever tell people
0: that? What? You know, I have, and most of the time, when someone's really pissed off, it feels condescending to them. So I just, so I just, I just keep it right here, because it's really not about them. It's really, I mean, it's like true. Like I wish you happiness, and I, I do hope that you're free from suffering. And you find freedom from suffering, you know. But really, that's about me. That this practice is about. The, we we all have to do our own work, right? So I teach other people that practice. Yeah, great question. But um, I have said that to people, like to my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> you know, I texted her. You know, oh, great, thank you. you know. <laughs>
1: May you be happy.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that's, it, that's the way, because it comes off. It could come off as condescending. And so I think you really have to be careful about that. You know? It's kind of like when they say, like, keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. Pat, pat, pat. You know, it could be considered condescending. Yet it's not. It really is about intention, perhaps. What's the transition point of
2: for you for this ex-boyfriend or his
0: boyfriend and your It wasn't actually about him. Like, I wasn't actually uh, angry at him. It was really, it was really uh, about... My like me coming into some acceptance of my part and actually I was saying love and kindness to myself. Yeah. Because of the suffering that I was continually causing myself. So
1: you realize something
0: and an I'm not understanding what you're asking. But that you sounded very that therapeutic. No, I just got sick of suffering about her. Yeah, I was just like, this is not helpful to me to sit here and fantasize about all of the horrible crap that I want to do.
1: <laughs>
0: Bottom line. It it got the pain, got uh, beyond the just the emotional pain of the breakup and into a level of suffering, which was me creating scenarios. right? And so I just got tired of it. I got fed up. I I, I got uh, intolerant of my suffering, which we all need to do. If you're not intolerant of your suffering, good luck. You know, this is going to be hard. Harder. We have to build a level of intolerance to our suffering, which we're causing again and again and again to ourselves. We have to build an intolerance to that suffering so that we are motivated to do something about it. That's what happened for me. Like, I just got... Tired of just being like a dick. was just being a dick. You know. Excuse my, you know, language. <laughs> so the other type of um, loving kindness, you know, this friendliness, is actually a concentration practice, and it can be used uh, when, first of all, when we're just permeated like, like with, in this relationship scenario, permeated with negative thought patterns. Like that never happens, right? Obsessive, kind of clinging to some kind of, if I played in my mind enough times, I'm sure it will have a positive outcome.
1: <laughs>
0: if I just keep spinning, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not actually helpful and so um, what the Buddha talked about around concentration practice is that we just use this that you know the phrases may I be happy may I be peaceful may I be free from suffering again and again and again and allow that to be the focus of our attention so it's not the breath or the thoughts you know and there's actually a whole series of you know may I feel safe, uh-huh. May I live with ease? You know. May I be free from suffering is actually a compassion practice. So there's that I just, I just kind of did a little hybrid, especially in that particular because I needed both loving kindness and compassion. Um, yes.
2: See, but first if you could use that energy to write a few hardcore albums.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sure, it can be helpful to to uh, uh, write and be in therapy, and uh, you know go to the gym. I mean, it can it can be helpful to use um, the negative energy, but at some point, it's not actually you know it just plays itself out. And so, yeah, I, I but I'm actually not a writer, you know. I. I just like to break things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. So this, so this, this, this practice of uh, using concentration when I was in uh, the last two month retreat, the first month was great, right was in this like deep sense of spiritual union with me and the all of nature and I was in a deep concentrated state and uh, you know it, I was practically levitating like insights were just popping up in my mind and then this other group came and they were like sick and loud and like Annoying, and they're they were like all they're like, like pestilence. They're like coughing all the time in the meditation hall. They were coming in late. They were leaving early, and I was just like, "What the
1: hell's wrong with these
0: people? <laughs> Don't they know that they're totally blowing my like equanimity right now?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was about four and a half, five weeks into bliss, right. So if you ever go to the two-month meditation retreat, know that that's going to happen. There's a bump in the middle. And so Sylvia Bornstein um, said, Well, why don't you practice some metta for them, for yourself, every moment of every day. So it became the mantra, right? May I feel safe? Because that was part of it. I didn't feel safe. There was some. There was a. a, a there was a total just change the vibe, you know, because people. I had been on a trip with people for, a, for. If you've been on a meditation retreat, then you know, you, you enter into a journey with people, and then uh, when that changes, then it changes, which it's going to do. But anyway, so I started this practice of constantly using the metaphrases as a way to kind of push out all of the negative kind of mind states that were coming into my mind, my you know, into my being. And they were kind of blowing my, you know, the harsh and my mellow, you know? And so I, I used that. And I, I, I tell you what, it was really, really effective to just keep the phrases going and it actually didn't take very much... And I was kind of joking about all that, you know, levitation and stuff. But apparently it's possible to levitate. I've read that. Um, those that are our haunts and whatnot have levitated. They can let go of their body or I don't know. I've never seen it. Well, Chris, you know, angel. I right? do <laughs> uh, Anyway. I don't think he's Buddhist. But um. anyway, so loving-kindness as this concentration practice can be extremely helpful. We're going to do the practice in a minute. I was going to read to you... Eh, I don't think I'm going to read it. Instead, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Karuna and Mudita. Mudita. But at, at this point, is there uh, any questions about um, this loving kindness and whatnot? Yeah, Jerry.
1: I was, I was really uh, imagining you could have put a flower on this corvette. But, uh,
0: you know, I wasn't that spiritual. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> this was 10, you know, over no, ten, uh, 10 years did, ago. Did, but didn't I was, I was just imagining, like, you know, from my own experiences? Doesn't these challenges and these sufferings, like you said, your deal is about being an ability, it was all about your guilt about that. Didn't this situation make you a better person? more of a, didn't, you, didn't you change and become more of what you weren't before because of that suffering? Well, you know, there's this uh, Chinese character that means crisis, and it actually has two meanings crisis or opportunity. And so we can sit in the crisis of our suffering and just wallow in it, right? Most of you have been doing that for years, right? Or we can use it as an opportunity to find freedom from suffering. Um, So did I, I actually didn't even consciously make that decision. Like when you're asking me, that, I was like, I don't really know, like psychological process took place. I got fed up and reached for the thing that people that I trusted said works. And it worked. Uh, am I a better person because of it? I don't know. I don't know. I think that um, I hate less. I hate less. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm quicker to uh, see the basic goodness in people. Even though they... Piss me off sometimes. You know. it, just, it just seems like all my strengths that I have came from all my challenges. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, because crisis opportunity. You know, that's why I, that came up in my mind probably. Yeah. Because you're courageous and you like to turn toward. You know. You're not you're not you're not hiding from your challenges. So I'm glad you said compassion can help my this I'm the person that's not like that or that. It's sometimes, you know. And I'm really good at compassion, so I'm glad that that Mm that's my solution. The solution is loving kindness, Mm -hmm. not compassion. Compassion is number two. We have to start with loving kindness. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be free from suffering. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. If we don't start here, we actually don't have anywhere to go that's helpful. Because if I'm trying to take away your suffering, I'm totally avoiding my suffering. Right? And I'm suffering. You know? And so that's what, we're, that's what I'm saying. Look within. Master yourself. Yes? on the Oh so hold on. In the back. Oh I was gonna say um once again, you're on the
2: topic I was gonna ask you about afterward. You know, I'm thoroughly bored with my story and eliminations
0: about you. Um mm-hmm. and you're bored, but you're I still holding that's on
2: that's to it. it. I have, you know, <laughs>
1: With myself. Oh, I've, good. I've been here often <laughs> yeah. And It's kind
2: of like, oh, there goes the story again. I'm really bored with it. Uh-huh. And I'm really getting, you know, at that point of, yeah. you know, whatever it takes, it's got to be over. And I've got to be done with uh, the suffering. And we clarified it really well. My um, question was, more, uh, she's not in the words today. Um, I did the therapy, I did the talking, I talked so much people avoided it. Um, and I did a long time. Uh, you know, it just...
0: Stop suffering too, but I also simultaneously keep creating suffering for myself. <laughs> I want to stop here, and I want to keep it going here.
2: It's
0: predictable, familiar, predictable,
2: safe,
0: and painful. And yeah, safe,
2: safe. I think safe. Oh, I'll just go play that.
0: Yeah. 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 We get attached you know, to our suffering. We get attached to our story.
2: Yeah, attached to the story. You know, when I first heard. You're not your story. That's his story. And uh, I remember right. meditating yeah. and feeling really yeah. in pain and, and, and up came the story. Oh, he had me wrong. That's
0: the right. story. Right. Sit back so here. Helene, I feel like we're getting into a dialogue oh, between okay. you and me. Right. And that's not exactly helpful for the group. Yeah. But the important piece there is... Uh, that when you're bored of your story or recognizing your story, that we can, we can actually send loving kindness to that too. You can send loving kindness to the part that's bored. I'd like to actually just do, well, we're almost a lot out of time now, but I'd like to do just a little bit of loving kindness today before we end. Because this is a practice. It's not an event. It's not uh, something you read once. And then you mastered it. So just sitting in a comfortable way. Yeah, comfortable. Allowing the eyes to close and the heart to open. In some way, breathing into your heart space or your center, this place of original goodness, some wishes of happiness and well-being to our own heart. I want to just use the three simple phrases. Of course, if you have your own phrases, whatever works for you. What we send to our heart, from our heart. May I be happy. And just allow that to settle in. Maybe with the breath, breathing in, may I be happy. Breathing out, may I be peaceful. You want to say the sentence slower, just a full in-breath and out-breath, with a pause. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. this third phrase may I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering may I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering said that you could search the whole world over and not find another being more worthy of your own loving kindness your own compassion than yourself may I be happy May I be peaceful. May I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering.